0: Uh, yes, I'm not going to, so quit asking.
1: They're fat, dumb, and happy, and entitled. Go tag it. Go tag it. Go, tag it.
2: Go tag it. Welcome back to another episode of the Thinking Out Loud podcast. This is the second episode. It's going to be a little bit of a Monday recap, a little bit different than our first one. Today, I'm with. Uh, Landon and uh, Double D. Uh, this is Double D's first episode, so we're glad to have him. And uh, we're just going to talk about the games on Saturday. We're going to start out talking about uh, first game on for the day with South Carolina Auburn. Big upset for the Gamecocks. Uh, and honestly, I really, I really wasn't too surprised with it. Like I kind of thought South Carolina had it in them to pull off that upset. I've not been impressed with Auburn whatsoever. They barely they got gifted a win against Arkansas the week before. And Bo Nix has not played well all really really all year through three interceptions against South Carolina. Uh, J.C. Uh, Horn, uh, Horn absolutely just wrecked him all game and just really led the Gamecocks that win. Uh, what do you all got? What do you all think about that one?
0: Oh, yeah, it's easy to say after the fact, but I was going to take Auburn in this one. Or not Auburn, South Carolina. South Carolina's looked strong all year. Should be three and one. Should have beat Tennessee. I don't. I can't remember who they played last week, but they've looked pretty impressive Florida. the whole time. Yeah, they look good against Florida too. They held with them for three quarters. And I mean, man, Sha Smith is a elite receiver. I mean, you just throw the ball his way and he's coming down with it.
2: But, yeah, South Carolina seems to always have those elite receivers, like year in year out. They had Farrow Cooper and then they had uh, Debo. Now they mm-hmm. got a. Uh, this is Josh Smith, it's just it's year in and year out. They really always have that big top guy. And, I mean, Colin Hill has been impressive.
0: I mean, he's done nothing but good things for him.
1: If he this can... game reminded me of the uh, Arkansas-Tennessee game from a couple of years back. Uh, they branded it the Sadness Bowl. <laughs> um, both teams want their coach fired. Uh, South Carolina hadn't beaten Auburn in 90 years. Um. So, a big congratulations to South Carolina. Um, a lot of streak I think that breaking was like 13 this weekend. Losses in a row. Hmm.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of streak breaking this weekend. We'll get on that later, but.
2: Okay, talking about this, Gus Malzahn. I believe. Do y'all think he's on the hot seat after this game? Like, do y'all think he's coaching for his job next week in Oxford? Because I do personally. Despite the buyout, I'd really think that. He, if he doesn't win against Old Miss next week, I think he's out. Well, I think they find the money well, and they get him out of it. Had
1: the officials not screwed Arkansas out of a win last week, I don't think he'd it have a job today.
2: A, I agree. I agree. They they saved him yeah. the other week at least.
0: But that's also – I mean, they're not – Auburn's not really consistently looking to win national championships. <laughs> if Malzahn well, beats tell, Bama – Don't tell an Auburn fan
2: that. I disagree <laughs> with you. If,
0: if – Auburn beats Bama. Melson beats Bama every year. He'll he'll keep a job.
2: I don't think he beats Bama this year, and I don't think he. Quite frankly, zero I chance. The, I don't think he makes it to the Bama game. I don't. I think. I really don't think he makes it past next week. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, he's been. I mean, that's been a terrible team. Bo Nix is the most overrated quarterback in college football. Would say it's the worst quarterback in the SEC, but you got to think about Jared Garantano.
2: Yeah. And- can't argue with you on that one. <laughs> it's time for JG to hang it up. I've been saying that for maybe. five
0: years now.
2: I think it's, that's it, a good
1: transition into the Tennessee game. Uh, perfect.
2: Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, yeah, I think it's definitely time to move on to Harrison Bailey, but we'll talk about that a little bit later after we give a little bit of a score recap of the Kentucky-Tennessee game, which was an absolute throttling by the Wildcats. Like, I, I mean, I really thought Kentucky had a chance to win this game. Because, I mean, their defenses look pretty solid. I mean, they didn't look good against Ole Miss, but Ole offense has looked good against everybody besides Arkansas this week. So, I mean, I can't really fault them for that one, but they just absolutely came in ready to play. And just absolutely – Garantano didn't help out the Wildcats. I mean, the balls at all. He I mean, really helped the Wildcats a ton. How many pick-sixes? Was it two or three? Two on back-to-back drives. And then, like, a fumble, too?
0: <clears throat> fumble on the drive before. Yep. I mean, they came out looking – Like, they didn't even know what football was.
1: Pretty sure this was UK's first win in Knoxville since 1984. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually when Tennessee starts losing to Kentucky or Vanderbilt, somebody's about to get fired. Yeah. Uh, So, prediction time. The pride of Independence Mississippi, Hugh Freeze, next head coach of the Volunteers. I, I I
2: completely see that happening. That's what I'm. I, if he is going to be back in the in the SEC. I really would prefer it be the East because I don't want to have to play him because he, that dude can coach football. You like him or not, he can coach football. That's can,
0: totally agree. Yeah, he's a good coach, but I don't see I mean, Pruitt yeah, anywhere. He
2: had some more. He had some moral issues, but if if Pruitt Pruitt's a good recruiter, and he did a good job recruiting during the pandemic. But if you can't beat Kentucky, like it's just not going to last very long. Like I give him two more years, maybe. Because he's not going to uh, win like Tennessee expects to win. He's going to go eight and four. He's going to do exactly what he did last year. He's going to lose some games he's not supposed to, or win some that he's not supposed to. He's going to go eight and four, maybe win a bowl game. And that'll be good for the first year or two. But you know like I know, Wayne, and Tennessee fans aren't going to be satisfied with that.
0: No, but this is what Jeremy Pruitt's third year in the system, I think third or fourth year, and they gave him a five-year rebuilding period. And up to now, it's looked decent. He's finally getting his recruits into the system. He's had to deal with the same piss-poor quarterback for five years.
1: But that's also – I'm not not
2: saying fire him immediately, but I I just don't think he makes it outside of three more years. I don't know. I've still got
1: hope. The
2: 10-game SEC schedule hasn't
1: helped him at all because their schedule always worked out. I call it the Tennessee formula of when your first three non-conference games get ranked – Play Georgia, Alabama, Florida in the middle of the year. Get beat. You know, all the Tennessee fans will get depressed, and then they'll win a couple at the end of the year against Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Carolina. Uh, end up at seven or eight wins on a win streak going into the next year. Butch Jones did it. Pruitt did it last year, and now with ten SEC games, there's no there's no simple portion of the schedule. Yeah, especially no when you
0: end with Florida. Weeks.
2: But I agree with they you. They end with Florida? Like, end with Florida this year, yep. Hugh Yikes. Freeze would be the absolute perfect fit for Tennessee, in my opinion. I mean, dude's got Liberty sitting at like 5-0, and oh, and he's bringing in what? three- and four-star recruits to Liberty. Like, you imagine what he what could did do it, Hugh at, at that
1: Wasn't it Hugh Freeze that took his wife down onto the field at Neyland Stadium? It was. It was. Um, told her that he was going to be a head coach in the SEC one day. I mean they're uh, it's a match made in heaven. It's going to happen.
2: Oh, I I I agree. I wouldn't, it's just a matter not of not be when. opposed. It's just a matter of when. And honestly, it honestly should have happened already but it wouldn't allow it I don't guess too early after the scandals but
0: well we next tried coaching
2: to... cycle he's done it's <laughs> going to happen I believe it.
0: We've already tried to hire Greg Schiano who is directly tied in with the whole Joe Paterno thing at Penn State so I don't think they have much care for
2: Well, no, Tennessee doesn't care. The SEC does. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't allow him to hire. They wanted to hire Freeze as their OC before he took the Liberty job.
0: Well, he's also coaching now at a Christian university.
2: (laughs) So did Alabama, and they blocked it.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't underestimate Phil Fulmer's drive to win football games. (laughs) Uh,
0: Phil Fulmer will get rid of Pruitt if he's not winning games easily. Pruitt might not be the coach at the end of the year if they don't have a winning season especially with all the hype around us at the start of the year with the great defense that we're supposed to have and we're allowing 30 points a game to Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, I mean, this came out yesterday, or it might have been this morning, I think Tennessee relieved their defensive line coach already. So, I mean, he got fired. So, Which sounds
1: not- like internal problems to me. And as soon as internal problems start being public, it's usually the beginning of the end. Yep.
0: There's a lot of problems there. I mean he Jeremy Pruitt came out in this press conference. They asked him who makes the decision on the quarterback. And he responded vaguely and just said everybody. It's not a that's not an everybody decision. If the quarterback's not getting it done, head coach needs to get in the ear of the quarterback's coach and put someone else in.
2: Yeah, I agree, but uh, it's definitely time to move on from the JG train. It's been time, honestly. I mean, oh my gosh! Just when you think he, just when you think he can like get the job done, he just completely melts down every time. Like I really thought he was going to get it done this year, but I, guess I found I was, I was wrong. I
0: found a perfect example of Jarrett Garantano, If I can find the tweet, it said something about he's the abusive boyfriend that always convinces you that he's changed then just does the same stuff every year. And that hit home to me.
2: Pretty accurate.
1: <laughs> Garantano lost me when he uh, didn't change the, the play and decided to sneak it last year Gosh. against Alabama. Uh, yeah. Rick Pruitt grabbing his face mask game.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you saw what happened after that game. He came out and set school records against Missouri. He, he came out, didn't start a game until the bowl game after the Alabama game and ended up coming out with three comeback wins for us. So I don't know. There's, there's been bright spots. and There's been really bad spots, but uh, uh, next it is, up we got, it's definitely time to move on.
2: <laughs> yeah. Next up we got, uh, this one's pretty cut and dry too. We got Texas A&M, Mississippi state. It was a pretty boring game. honestly. see A&M won 28, 14, but it was, seemed like it was a lot more lopsided than that. Most of the game, like, I mean, state had that one insane pick six. That was really about the only bright spot of the game. It was kind of like, I mean, blind hog finding out every once in a while. It was just, (laughs) it was pretty crazy. But like that, that was really their only bright spot. Their offense has just been, it's been bad. Okay, it's been really bad. Mike Leach like after that first game against LSU, which, and honestly looking back, that's not even that impressive anymore because LSU's defense is absolutely awful. Yeah. I mean, they gave up, yep. Would they give up 43 points to Missouri?
0: Yeah. Missouri's offense is not great either. That was a team that had put up like 20 combined points in two games before that.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, that that, that win's looking a lot less impressive. I honestly think LSU and Mississippi State are going to be fighting for the, and probably Ole Miss, too, fighting for the bottom three spots. And so that win's not really that impressive anymore. And then they, I mean, the Arkansas loss isn't looking as bad because they're, they're, they're actually looking pretty solid. Like, they're really looking like a top – they could be in the four, four or five spot, honestly. Maybe even three if they get lucky. I mean, it if they, says if they, something
1: you when Mississippi State was having a Heisman campaign for its quarterback after week one, and less than a month later, uh, the they're backup's already the, the best player on the team.
0: Yeah, I think it's time for Will Rogers. was well, none here and start. Well, nobody's happy.
2: Nobody. It's – I don't know. It's just I don't think the air raid works in SEC. I've never thought it would, and it's proven to be uh, it's proven to be accurate. I mean, it's just the defenses are too good in the SEC. I mean, it's going to work against LSU. It's going to work against Ole Miss and teams with bad defenses, but it's it's not going to work against a team with good defense. It's just not.
0: It's just funny to see when you are driving around Starkville now. After the LSU win, everyone's flying pirate flags. You can't find a pirate flag in sight now.
2: Well, good Lord, they made a bandwagon hype video <laughs> telling everybody. They made bandwagon sign-ups for everybody to sign up and join the bandwagon. That was way too
0: early. And what have they put up? I don't know if they put up 21 points since then.
2: They put up – what did they put up against Arkansas? I think it was – They put up 14 Arkansas.
0: against Arkansas, two against Kentucky, and 14 against A&M. And
2: and 7 of which were – nine of which were scored by the defense yeah. in the last two games
0: they've put up more points in the past or in the first game than they did in the past three games
2: yeah it's it, it's train wreck down there things are not going well I mean the defense is the only bright spot and you got to think leech is the defense is good right now because it's uh, more heads players yeah. step recruit defensive players so what yeah. are you gonna do in two years when you're playing a defense with scrubs and uh, you don't have an offense yeah lose every it's game by 50.
0: Talking about defensive points, a point that we really missed here was Kentucky's defense has a way to – finds a way to score.
2: Kentucky's defense is pretty good. They're one of the better ones in the SEC. In my opinion, and this will lead us pretty well into the next one, the top three defenses are Georgia, Arkansas, and Kentucky. And Arkansas and Georgia could very well flip-flop for that top spot. Like Arkansas's defense has impressed me more than anybody this season.
1: Yeah. Uh, After a turnaround standpoint, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, mean, like,
2: yeah, exactly. Like the talent isn't all there, but Barry Odom and Sam Pittman have got the absolute maximum out of them. It's I've been impressed.
1: Yeah. I as a as an Arkansas guy. Um. Obviously, this was the game I cared most about. Watched every play of yesterday. Uh, or Saturday, whenever it was. Um. Ole Miss should be particularly embarrassed that this is the eight worst years in the history of Arkansas football, and Ole Miss has a three-and-five record against the Razorbacks. Um, Hugh Freeze should be embarrassed. Uh, Matt Luke should be embarrassed. Um there's some really bad Arkansas teams, and Ole Miss just can't find a way to beat them. Uh, it's kind of unreal to me. Uh Look like Arkansas was going to blow it yesterday, uh, or it's just Saturday. A mental block. It's
2: just a complete mental block for Ole Miss against It is. Arkansas. It is a mental is.
1: game at this point for Ole Miss. It's uh, like going
2: into that game. Like it doesn't matter how good Arkansas is, or how bad, uh, or how good Ole Miss is, or vice versa. I, I like it. it's. It's anybody's game, and it always seems to be Arkansas's because it's just like worst performance every single time. Yeah, I want to. Arkansas usually puts up their best. <laughs>
0: Mm. Talking about performances, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Matt Carell's KJ Costello performance there. I mean, it was
2: the nicest way to put it was it was absolutely terrible. It was a terrible <laughs> performance, but and I but I'm not going to quit on the guy. Like I mean, people on Twitter were just ready to bench him and put Jr. John Ross Pumley in, and I completely disagree. That kills like, the I, offense. I completely, completely disagree because look what Mississippi State did. They did that exact same thing after Costello had a bad bad game they put Will Rogers in and then Costello has not been like the first Costello we saw all year just killed his confidence. Cause when a quarterback gets put out like that, when they do bad or awful, even they expect that they have to play perfect. And when they don't play perfect, they start forcing things, which leads to more interceptions, which is what I think Corral was doing on Saturday. I think when we got down 14, nothing, that was the first time they've really been in that situation all year against a team that we probably could have beaten. And uh, he started forcing things and Arkansas's defense covered him up and we there I mean we weren't taking what the defense was giving us and he was forcing things that didn't need to be forced and therefore interceptions were made. I mean, simple as that.
1: Um now let's not let's not take all the credit away from Arkansas. No, uh, the defense. No, uh, I'm not
2: taking away the credit from the defense. Hudson De-
1: Clark <laughs> walk on red shirt freshman <laughs> corner. <laughs> Uh, with three interceptions on the day. Uh, Grant Morgan, uh, Ole Miss fans would know that. It's uh, Drew Morgan's little brother. Drew Morgan always had great games against Ole Miss. Uh, playing with an injured arm, Grant Morgan has 19 tackles, uh, pick six, two pass breakups. Um, Arkansas played really well in that game. Um, obviously, people debate about our turnovers forced or are turnovers made. Um ultimately, the only thing that really matters about that game is that Arkansas, coming off back-to-back two in ten seasons, already has two wins four games into this season. Um, it
0: should be three. Uh,
1: should be three. <laughs> uh, credit to Sam Pittman, Barry Odom, and Kendall Bryles.
0: I mean, if you look at this game, the team stats on this game, Ole Miss, Ole Miss had more yards, had the same amount of first downs and the same amount of time of possession. Arkansas, to be more competitive than they are being now, they need to take advantage of the turnovers. They didn't score enough on the turnovers.
2: Yeah, this, that's what really irks me about that game is Ole Miss turned it over. If you count the two goal line stands and uh, roughing the punter early on in the game, that end up resulting in Arkansas score. They turned it over ten times, and with three minutes left in the game, we're down by five points. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why I'm giving a lot of credit to Barry Odom and the defense because I wasn't – I mean, Felipe Franks did okay and Raheem Boyd, I mean, he didn't really do much that game. But, like, I wasn't that impressed with the offense, honestly. Like, nothing against the Razorbacks, but their defense has been carrying all year. And I think, like, if they want to win more games, their offense has got to capitalize off things like that. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't have beat us by 50.
0: Yeah, Arkansas has got to be like, like- – Georgia has got to be this year. I compared them – both those teams to the, the Ravens a few years back. Elite defense's offense just has to do enough to win.
2: I mean, if Arkansas's offense could score just a little bit more, a little bit better, they would be honestly a contender for the West. Their defense has been legit.
1: I would put Georgia's defense ahead of Arkansas and then Kentucky in at three, um, probably with A&M. and m um, right in there in the mix, four or five probably. At four or five. A lot of really After bad bat. defenses in the Southeastern Conference this year.
0: I mean, Alabama's defense was terrible against Ole Miss and had a really good game against Georgia in the second half. So, I mean, that's yeah, just I – mean, its a lot of it's been coaching. I mean, some of these defensive coordinators should not have a job. And you know, I think you saw this week Nick Sabanmore taking over the defense in the second
2: half, and you see what happens. Yeah, but the only bright spot I got from that Ole Miss game was the defense finally got stops. So, I mean, it may have – I don't know if it was because the defense came ready to play or the Arkansas offense didn't play well. Maybe may have been a little bit of both. But, I mean, I was – I mean, for as bad as the personnel is for that Ole Miss defense, I was really impressed with the game plan DJ Durkin had. And that's the only really positive I have from that game. Well, this is
0: this is the first time Ole Miss has given up less than 40 points all year. Yep. Um, so i mean that's pretty bad defensively it's getting and better
2: going into, going into the game i would have told you if we held arkansas 33 points we won by 21 but i mean arkansas offense, defense offense didn't show up and arkansas's defense came ready to play
1: and then i do appreciate um as an arkansas guy sam Pittman taking a knee on the goal line at the end of the game um really to keep the score respectable um The the final score indicated how the game went in my mind, um, given the amount of turnovers and whatnot. Uh, 40 to 21 wouldn't have given anyone the impression that Ole Miss was as close as they were to actually winning that football game.
2: 21-33 still doesn't really give it that much of an impression that we were as close as we were, but I agree. Like, it was a very respectable move by Pittman. I would have punched it in the end zone if it was me, but I respect the decision.
0: All right, well, well I guess on note, to the big one, right? Yep, moving on to the Alabama game. So yeah, Man, get, was... going into
2: that one, I, I was really shocked. I mean, I didn't expect Georgia to win the game, not not one bit. I mean, me and Dalton talked about it before the podcast, how we just thought it was going to be a classic Nick Saban Alabama pissed off game. And I mean, honestly, besides the first half, they in the second half, that's exactly what it was. Defense pitched a shutout. Offense. Had lots of big plays. Jalen Waddle is an absolute force <laughs> to be reckoned with. I mean, l- let me pull up his stats. It's just ridiculous. That it's like-
0: their top three receivers are. I, it was into the fourth quarter. I saw a graphic and it said Waddle and I think it's Meacham.
2: Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith
0: and yeah, Mechie. So Waddle and Smith had 160 yards going into the fourth quarter. That's insane.
2: Jalen Waddle has just been. I mean, first game against Missouri, eight receptions, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Against A and believe it's six receptions, uh, 100 and uh, maybe 100. Oh, let me find it. It was around I feel like we can probably yards. all agree
1: on this. Georgia panicked. Uh, yep. yeah, they, just, they were well, in that game.
2: Yeah, George. they were completely in it. I mean, they were up by four at halftime, and then I mean, this is where I think having a young – I mean, I guess he's not really young, but an unexperienced quarterback in Stetson Bennett really hurt him. He just he, – he's not he's not a bad – he gets the job done against opponents that they should be able to beat. But like like I've said before, I still don't think he's got that it factor that they need yeah. to win big games. Like, I, I respect the guy, and he's played well. But, I mean, he, he's still not – he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the it factor to beat a team like Alabama.
0: I mean, Alabama did – to Georgia, what Georgia did to Tennessee last week—I mean, you come out at halftime, you're losing, and you come out and shut the opponent out and just completely dominate the next half.
2: I mean, that's—I mean, three interceptions in the second half, and then that 90-yard Jalen Waddle touchdown pass. That after after that happened, you basically you knew where it was going. If you're especially if you're a Georgia fan, it was just like it went downhill so quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, after that game. Georgia's lucky to have a bye, because I think if they played next week, Alabama would have beaten them twice. They would have let that game get to their head, and they would have lost another game. I agree. And that's who do they
2: play after the, Who they got after this bye?
0: They got Kentucky after the bye, which, I mean, that could be. yeah. I mean, That
2: could have been dangerous, because Kentucky is not – they're a pretty good team.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, they talk about Georgia being the best run-stuffing defense in the country, and, man, Najee Harris ran all over them.
2: Well, Najee Harris is also <laughs> The Derrick best back Henry. in the he's country. A Derrick, he's a Derrick Henry-esque back. He's like an yeah. Alabama prototype that they continue to have. I mean, it's mean, that, just like I swear they just find 6'4", 250 running backs growing on trees
0: yeah, in Tuscaloosa. I mean, it's kind of hard. Your best, one of the best backs in the country. Why not go play for the best team in the
2: country, you know? I agree. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it's just this, prototypes, man.
1: This is somewhat off-topic. But the biggest winner from Saturday was LSU. <laughs> um, after a, what are they, one and two losses to uh, State, Missouri? Yes. Yeah. Uh, got a road trip to the Swamp, and it gets postponed. If they went down there and lost, um, I mean, who are they going to be favored to beat for the rest of the season? Road I, trip. I'm not looking at their schedule. Yeah. But they got a road trip to Arkansas, got a road trip to A&M, uh home game against Ole Miss. They're not beating Alabama at home. Uh, had maybe they played Saturday and lost, it could have started a tailspin that they may not have come out of for the rest of the season. Oh, they weren't winning so that game. So, if you're an LSU fan, I feel like you're sitting pretty. Yeah, but, I mean, I you feel you feel good. Week.
2: They may can beat South Carolina, maybe, but other than, and maybe old Miss. But other than that, like – I mean, I mean the boot game is always a toss-up. You never really know. I mean, it had not been the past few years, but I mean, it's rivalry game. But I, I still think Arkansas probably gets that win. So I mean, honestly, LSU could be staring two and eight, one and nine, right in the face.
0: Yeah, I three mean, and
2: seven, best case scenario.
0: Them playing in the swamp this weekend would have been ugly. I think this is the first weekend that the Florida governor has confirmed that Florida can allow more. Fans in the stands that they have full, been. Full capacity. I think is it is standard. full capacity. Could you imagine going from playing under thirty thousand screaming people and LSU? 90. LSU's only win has been against Vanderbilt, who didn't have a fan in the st- a fan in the stands. You put that, take that zero fans in the stands, and then go on a road game to ninety thousand fans in the stands. Yeah,
2: it would have been ugly for Brennan. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it, been really bad. <laughs> It would have been really bad. You might
0: have seen Florida's defense that game. I mean, they hadn't showed out all year, but that that might have been the game.
2: LSU may can beat Auburn. Cause, I mean, Auburn's not – I've not been impressed with them whatsoever. I don't think they're that good. Uh, that's, I, mean, they, I don't their see defense that. Is okay, but, I mean, LSU always finds a way to beat Auburn. It seems like every year. That, that'll that probably be a close one. Other than that, in South Carolina, I really don't think they can beat South Carolina.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, they've been pathetic so far. I mean – you lose to Mississippi State, which at first looks like a good win for Mississippi State, and heck, now both teams are one and three. Or LSU's one and two, but yeah, I mean it's should just, have been one and three. It's just not. I don't think Orgeron will be
2: there long. I give it. I, this is the thing with Orgeron, and he shit. This he's doing exactly what he did at Old Mess at LSU right now. He can't coach young talent. He couldn't coach young talent at Ole Miss because he recruited in good players, which he's got good young players at LSU right now, but they're young, unexperienced. He can't coach those kind of players. I mean, he did at Ole Miss. He won three games. He didn't win – he won like two SEC games. Uh, and then Houston Nutt comes in, and he doesn't recruit, but he plays with Orgeron's players, and he goes to Cotton Bowls and wins them both.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just – I mean,
2: like, he, if they can be patient with Orgeron and give him a few years so you have to let that talent develop, he may can get back to winning again but it's going to be it very well could be a rough one or two years like
0: yeah i don't i don't see it being anytime soon i mean orgeron has never been that impressive to me he's had the players he's just kind of been there and he's been loud i mean you, you think he's a good think, coach because he comes out talking about everything but i mean I, he's i really
2: don't i really don't think he's that good of a coach no. i got firsthand experience but like I'm not. I, if LSU, what I'm saying is, that LSU fans can be patient, which I don't think they will be. I think he can get it back to win it being normal LSU. Probably he'll probably never get it back to what they were last year. That was a kind of fluke, a fluke, yeah. I think. But uh, he could get it back to winning nine, eight games a year, like they have been almost every year <laughs> until last year. And
0: that's not going to be good enough for LSU fans. You saw how, you saw how they ran out less miles.
2: I mean, Les Miles did that for 10 years.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a consistent winner for 10 years in the hardest conference, and they ran him out.
2: Yeah, but look what he's doing out. I mean, it is Kansas, but I mean, honestly, look how well Kansas, if you watched any of that game, watched a little bit of it, Kansas played their best game of the year without Les Miles on the sidelines. Yeah. I think that shows a little bit about Les Miles' coaching ability yeah, these days.
0: I don't know. He's falling off.
1: They play on turf, man. There's no grass to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah that, talk about a strange character there
2: well next up we got uh who who was y'all's player of the week i'll let y'all go first
1: dalton um it's gonna be pretty easy for me <laughs> uh, yeah i think i know where this is going gonna go with grant morgan 19 tackles pick six two pass breakups um with a with a hurt arm so yeah easily my pick pretty self-explanatory yeah got, um man?
0: i'm gonna say terry wilson i mean he didn't put up stats that great but i mean he was playing for his job i mean their coach had told them that they are looking for a new quarterback which i mean yeah the defense helped him but he did enough to win and i mean dude through 12 for 15, 101 yards with a touchdown pass, which is good for a running quarterback. And I mean he had he had runs open all day that he just didn't take. I mean, he didn't have to put himself in that position.
1: So but, I'm taking from this that Garantano scored more points for Kentucky than Terry Wilson did.
0: <laughs> Garantano has scored more points for opposing teams in the past two weeks than he has for Tennessee. Tennessee awesome. Tennessee had one touchdown this week. Guarantano did not throw the ball once on that drive. It was just straight Eric Gray and Ty Chandler, which Eric Gray had 24 carries and 128 yards. And it might have might have been 200 yards if Tennessee had a decently close game and didn't have to throw the ball in the second half. He came into the, into the first half with 103 yards rushing. So, I mean, it's just – it's just not competitive football there. You can't really just run the ball. But yeah,
2: well, I'm going to go with my play. I'm going to give you. Two, I'm going to give you an offensive one and a defensive one. With offense, I'm going to uh, pretty easily. I'm going to go Mac Jones. I mean, yeah. the dude, that dude has got to be. I mean, besides, I mean, yeah, everybody says Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, front runner for the Heisman, but Mac is numbers, man, that dude has got to be in the conversation for front runner of the Heisman. I mean, he, he's driving he's a Ferrari. There, I mean, yeah, I understand. I understand, but he's dudes waited his turn. Everybody said going to the year. Like, I mean, even Alabama fans that I've talked to said that there's no way he makes it past. Like, this was before the all schedule. They were like, "There's no way he makes it past the USC game." They're going to go to Bryce Young, their young freshman five star. But they're Matt not. Jones, they're not moving away from him. Matt Jones is the guy for them right now. I mean, yeah, I understand he's driving a Ferrari, just like all Alabama quarterbacks have been. But still, it doesn't. I mean. That dude, that dude's gonna—he's gonna be in—he's gonna be in New York in December. I, uh, if I—I so I mean, I think I, think I could so. be he's in New weak. York
0: in December with that receiving I mean, yeah, core. <laughs> not, not taking anything away from him, he's played great, made great, great throws, but he I
2: mean, has, yeah. that, that dude, he's—I mean, he's been unreal.
0: I mean, that's—I
2: uh, I mean, the receiving core is second to none, but he's been—he's been yeah, unreal. I mean, like,
0: he's been crazy. I mean, you could put Jared Garantano back there, and he's not gonna throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns doesn't matter
2: yeah like i mean there's only a few quarterbacks i think you can put back there that would do as well as he's done and not probably none of them are in the sec Mm-mm. and but the de- and defensively i'm gonna go with jc horn dude had two interceptions against auburn a lot a lot of big plays a lot of big pass breakups played really well was that the and-
0: freshman for south carolina
2: uh, he's a junior. He's, oh, okay, he, he's been there for a little bit, but he's pretty solid cornerback. He's he's definitely their best one they got. I know they he were absolutely. He, he locked down. I mean, he locked down. He had to guard Seth Williams all day, and Seth Williams is just like the lone bright spot of Auburn's offense. That dude, that dude's a baller.
0: Yeah, um, they they need to get him the ball more.
2: I uh, I feel bad for the guy. He he's literally the best player on that offense by far, and he's got to deal with phone next throwing him the ball. Can't get it to him. I'm sure he'll have a big game against Old Miss because, I mean, I don't know who's going to guard him. But uh, other yeah. than that, like, I mean, he's, he's struggled because, I mean, I think he's got like – he did not have very many receiving yards on the year because Bo Nicks can't get him the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at it. He, has, he had four receptions this past game for 74 yards. And, I mean, that's four receptions for 74. I mean, you're sitting at 25-yard average just about – or not 25, 20-yard 20 average just about. I get him in the Pretty ball more. It's
2: puzzling that Gus hired
1: Chad Morris. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I still don't understand that one. I mean, yeah, he did well at Clemson, but, I mean, uh, his Arkansas track record should keep him from ever being employed <laughs> for the rest of his life.
0: Uh, it's just been pathetic football over there. This I mean, is
2: Seth Williams' stat line for the whole season. 16 receptions, 290 yards, and two touchdowns, and he's their leading receiver on the year. 290 yards. Golly! Compared to, uh, I'm just looking at the game for next week with Ole Miss. Compared to Elijah Moore, who has 575 yards on the season, I mean, I Seth mean, Williams should have just as many or more than Elijah Moore.
0: That that's a lot. I mean, Bo Nix does throw to a lot of different people. I mean, Seth Williams I mean, had four really. I mean, receptions, only got
2: 800 yards on the year of passing, in
0: really four games. He throws the ball. He threw the ball 47 times last game, completed 24 of them. I mean, he just looked pathetic. I mean, like three interceptions, a touchdown. I mean, South Carolina's defense, their cornerbacks have always been elite. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just.
2: Muschamp's going to field a pretty decent defense most every every
0: season. uh, I'm just glad Tennessee walked away with the win against them.
2: It's the offensive struggles that continue to play him but this year their offense has looked competent enough to win some ball games yeah
0: Colin Hill hadn't looked bad I mean for a guy that I think he's coming off two torn ACLs in his career
2: well I mean he followed Mike Bobo was his co- head coach at Colorado State so he's already he's already known the system yeah he just kind of fit per, it was the per, like yeah I, understand, like, I mean a lot of South Carolina fans I think were kind of up, didn't understand why Helensky wasn't a starter he started all last year I mean, I kind of didn't understand it at first, but I understand, like, I mean, putting in a guy that's known the system, it's just a better fit to win right now.
0: Especially in this year when you don't have much practice to learn a system.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, Holinski will probably go back to being their starter next year, but then they got a four- or five-star quarterback coming in. Uh, Gaethier, I think is his name. He's pretty good. I think he'll probably end up being their guy. The future, but right now, next year it'll probably be Halenci's turn after Collin Hill moves on. But Collin Hill has been pretty impressive for them this
0: year. Yeah, I'd agree. But let's move on to the next segment, which is what team impressed you all the most this week.
1: That's easy. Uh, it's Alabama. Uh, it's a completely different, different tier. Uh, it's it's Alabama, and then a huge gap, and then Georgia, and then another big gap. And then Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Florida. And after that, it's everybody else. Uh, but Alabama is so far ahead that it feels like nobody else could catch up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's consistency there. Everyone else in the SEC is moving parts. I mean, Georgia lost, what, Jim Chaney has been gone for two years now, and they're still kind of trying to figure out an offense.
2: Yeah, uh, I personally, I think I agree with the huge gap for Alabama. It's Alabama at giant gap, giant gap. Everybody else, like I mean, I don't even, like I don't even think Georgia's. Got, I mean, Georgia's defense puts them a little bit ahead of everybody else, but their offense is just they hadn't been that great. <laughs> I, like, I I think really outside of Alabama, anybody else besides Mississippi State and Vanderbilt can be any other in any order.
0: Well, it looks like we're finishing this one without Dalton. Had some technical difficulties there, but yeah, I'm a I'm gonna have to say Alabama as well. I mean, it's just yeah, I'm, the way they dominated that game.
2: That's really like the easy. That's the that's the easy choice. I mean, since everybody else went Alabama, I mean, I really I, I I agree. I think Alabama is the team that impressed me the most. But honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the charts a little bit. I'm gonna go with Kentucky. I think mm-hmm. Kentucky really. I mean, I, I know that. It's a sore <laughs> spot for you, but Kentucky's defense looked well. They did well, and Tennessee's supposed to be a front runner in the East. Yeah, quite frankly, and which and Tennessee and let Georgia Kentucky, beat them twice? Kentucky is what they said. Kentucky, Kentucky looked like that last week. Quite like I mean, Kentucky's just been they've been pretty well solid all year. That just they, makes they, the, they,
0: the sorry. That just makes the Ole Miss game point. even more impressive.
2: They're a missed extra point and. A few bad calls in the Auburn game from being under from being undefeated. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they're 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 a solid team, but they've gotten a scoring battle with Ole Miss, and I think if you get in a scoring battle with Ole Miss, I don't think many people besides Alabama can win that one. I think like besides – I mean, like I
0: don't, I besides Alabama and Florida, which are the only yeah real two consistent competent offenses in the SEC this year. Yep. I mean, outside of I mean, Georgia's been okay for the first few weeks, and then they played Alabama and just drop an egg like they should. But yeah, I mean, after this week, I don't see how you can rank Alabama underneath Clemson in the rankings. I mean,
2: yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, Clemson—they're good, and they're—they're they're like it's kind of the same thing with them over there in the ACC. It's Clemson, absolutely grand canyon size gap. Everybody else, yeah, I think. That was proven when North Carolina, supposedly the second best team in the ACC, went down to Florida State and got <laughs> the worst stint. team in the SEC or ACC. I mean, the first half they were down like thirty-one to zero. Yeah, I mean that was Against embarrassing. State, yeah, Mike, I mean like that's bad. Mike Norvell is working with nothing down there right now. And I think and, that
0: might have been the first game that Norville actually coached on a sideline because he missed. that.
2: One, yeah, it's the first one he won on the sideline. Yeah. He beat Jacksonville State, but he had COVID, so he did not Yeah, married. I was
0: about to say, he missed a few weeks because of COVID. I mean, that he's a winner. I mean, he's going to win.
2: He's going to get that program back on track. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Like, that dude can coach, but that program was left completely barren. I mean, he, I'm, I'm impressed that he pulled out. I mean, I really wasn't that impressed with North Carolina. I mean. They have Phil Longo as their offensive coordinator and I don't believe that dude can get anything done. He had he had DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Dawson Knox, Jordan Tamu, and Scotty Phillips, and won five games and couldn't get it in the and had the worst red zone percentage in the yeah. MCC. So I, I don't respect him as an offensive coordinator whatsoever. Uh and so I uh, mean Mac Mac Brown does a good job, but he's old. Yeah, he's he, how many how many more years has Mac Brown really got left in the tank? He's
0: antique, man. He's but he's a winner everywhere he's gone. I mean oh
2: yeah I respect the heck out of, yeah, the he's, heck out of Mike Brown
0: but I uh, in my opinion I think in the next few years we need to push to bring Clemson into the SEC yeah, I mean them, they
2: need um, to be they're not nobody in the SEC besides maybe Florida State in 3 years is going to compete with him
0: I mean even the teams that are supposed to be top 10 caliber in the ACC like North Carolina and Miami have been pathetic this year they'd Be
2: in the SEC they'd be they'd be a Kentucky type team or an old miss type team. Like they would not they'd be like in the middle of the pack towards the bottom half. They wouldn't they wouldn't be a contender. They wouldn't be ranked top ten.
0: No, I mean it's you give them what they're they've had like five years of success in their entire history of football. Clemson football's been known to be just terrible. And I mean
2: Up until the Dabo era, yeah.
0: And I don't see. I mean, Nick Saban wins a championship this year, retires. Dabo Sweeney's coming in at Alabama.
2: I, I don't mean, know, man. Like, I think, I think, he, I don't know. That's going to be a tough decision for him. It's going to be, he's going to have that option. But uh, does he want to leave what he's built at Clemson to be the Nick Saban predecessor? Like, who wants to be the guy after the guy? Yeah. That,
0: it's, I it's like, what uh, Miles Brennan's dealing with right now?
2: Yeah, like nobody wants to do that. Like I mean, I understand it's an Alabama job. and That's like borderline impossible to turn down. He's an alumni there, played football there. But man, he's the guy at Clemson. He's like Clemson's Nick Saban. I mean, while I, don't, I mean, I just couldn't wrap my mind around him wanting to leave. But I, that, that's going to be a tough decision when that day comes. And it's
0: it wouldn't surprise me, different. but Alabama, that's going to be their first person they even go after.
2: Oh for sure, they're he's going to have to. They're going to have to get told no by Dabo. I around.
0: I hope to God they get told no and go through this whole coaching carousel that everybody else has gone through. Tired of this consistency. They'll
2: find somebody, but yeah, it, it, they'll probably they'll find somebody. It's Alabama, but I mean honestly, you just got to think. Think back. I guess it's been twelve years ago now. Alabama almost hired Rich Rodriguez to, to be their <laughs> next head coach. Think about how different. College football would be had that happened.
0: And Alabama would be as good as they've been in the twenty years before the Saban era. Hadn't done anything. Alabama hadn't done anything since Bear Bryant before Saban came in. It'd
2: been like another. It'd been like another Mike Shula. I mean, they would won. Like they'd to the Independence Bowl, but they hired Saban, and now they've got the greatest coach probably in college football <laughs> history. I think it's. I think it's almost safe to say that he's getting really close to securing that goat status if you hadn't already
0: oh definitely well on that note i'm gonna end the show here and we'll be back with y'all this friday i guess for a short episode with not too many games playing a lot of teams with a bye week a
2: little but, bit of prediction some some uh gambling lines we're gonna get you put you on some sports locks
0: yeah come listen with us friday see you then it's locked
2: it's locked